Welcome to your Dog Walk News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for subscribers, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. <laughs> We're living in the new normal, buddy. There is no more drive time. <laughs> Dog walk. I like that. <laughs> Hey, that's the reality. You know what? Get up, get out, breathe in that air. This is going to be the only time in your whole life that you're not going to be showered with whatever is in airplane exhaust. You know, that's a good point. There's a lot of responsibilities people don't have right now on top of some of the ones they do, although other people have double the responsibilities. I think that's more. I think it's more. Maybe it's because I have a household where I... I I don't know. People with kids, definitely. Yeah, if you've got kids, and it, like I said yesterday, like I'm not, I'm not like not you know lazy. I don't want to take care of my own kids. I work constantly, night and day. Like if I'm not doing stuff, I'll like whatever, clean out a closet. But mostly, I'm doing stuff. But I'm just not. You know, we set up these incredibly productive lives, these really efficient, highly stressful lives for a certain set of circumstances, and uh, the governments have come down and changed those circumstances. And I have to say, even though it's a, you know, an operation, in my opinion, it has a real impact, a psychological impact. It's really funny because like, I, I this could have been going on for two days or two weeks. I really don't know. I feel like one day everything was fine. I was neat as a pin the next day, like the next day I look like Tom Hanks from Castaway. I'm just like, you know, my husband has a full beard. I'm like, how did that, how long have we been, what day is it? It is an extraordinary time that is changing the foundation of our culture forever. I mean, the way that well, people Well, that's think, how I know it's not over. Because it's definitely they, not over. Because if they stopped it tomorrow, I would go right back to yes. them. I would just snap back. Exactly. They need to extend it a little bit longer because people are just now starting to really get acclimated to this virtual world. And that's what they really want. And anecdotally, I heard out of Japan, I think this was anecdotally, I don't think it's in the newspaper yet, but people I know over there are saying that they had like some kind of informal lockdown stuff, like companies were doing it. I don't think they wanted to make a big deal of it because of Simulations. the Olympics. What? Simulations? I don't know what you mean. Are you saying that some companies did some uh, lockdown simulations and preparation stuff? No, but tell me about that in a second. Oh. I'm just saying some companies in Japan, I don't, I don't know. I think they were kind of keeping it on the QT because they didn't want to have to cancel the Olympics. But some companies were telling people just informally to work at home. Maybe they had an official one. I don't know. This is anecdotal. But now they were starting to go back and they reversed course. So they're like yeah. pulling back for a phase two. That's been the story the past couple of days. The second and, wave comes yeah. if you pull and back. And China is closing their borders because they don't want outsiders reinfecting them. Like if they're working on a vaccine, then this has to be something that imparts immunity when you're exposed to it. If you are going to, or maybe they're saying people who weren't exposed to it the first time could be this time if it comes back around. I think that's logical. Yeah, I saw it. I, I mean, I think it's all crap, but it's at right. least it has logic. You probably saw this headline too, the one in the Wall Street Journal about whether or not you should shelter in place in China or in the United States. No. They put it they put the question out there, which country has it better right now because China doesn't have any more cases is their claim, and the United States has more cases than anywhere yes, else. Perhaps China did it right. 
their authoritarian methods were right, and perhaps that's a better place to go stay safe. This was in the Wall Street Journal. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Well, this is something that I've been saying from day one. Then when I saw uh, James Corbett's work on it, he picked up the same thread. Yesterday, I was listening to another higher side chat with David Crow, who I could not remember this guy's name. I, I figured I would never, ever see him again. It was a guy I had been exposed to at some point a while back that talked about the questionable nature of viruses that they don't really understand virology. They really don't. There's a lot of mystery surrounding it. So I just couldn't find like the guy who was doing the work on this for some reason. But it's this guy, David Crow, who was on higher side chats. And he was, he's a numbers guy, data guy, stats guy. I also found Gordon White on higher side chat was pretty scientific about it all. But this is what we've all been saying all along. I don't care about the politicians. I don't care about the media. Why is the scientific community not identifying the fact that this data has no value whatsoever for a variety of reasons, but primarily is the inaccuracy, which you pointed out right away, I noticed it too, is that the, when you move the parameters for testing, there is, or like you change it from labs to clinical, you change the criteria six times in a week, I think it was in China that time. There is no value in the numbers unless they are going back and restating the numbers, which cannot be possible unless they were taking a massive amount of data all along on every single person so that they can they can crunch those parameters in retroactively. So I don't I don't think it's I don't actually don't think the scientific community is necessarily in a conspiracy. I mean, I just I remember all along when I was in mainstream radio, I, nobody came around and told people what not to say. You just wouldn't say something that people would say was crazy, you know. Yeah. So it's a self chilling thing and you don't really yeah. get very far if you're not a self chiller in science, I'm sure, and academia. But that's the problem that this data has no value whatsoever. Even the stuff coming out of Italy, there are other factors, such as they're treating them with things that might be making them worse. This iatrogenic stuff. David Crow, I think it was, was saying that when they give you this anti-malarial medicine, they're not saying it's making people better. What they're saying is it's making people test negative for COVID. So it's not actually making them, it's not a treatment. It's just changing a test from positive to negative. And that begs the question on, is, is the COVID really so bad since almost no one who doesn't have a comorbidity dies of it? I mean, Dean sent me an article about a guy who was absolutely classified as a COVID death who, who had uh, fatal head wounds from a fall. <laughs> they gave him a test for COVID. I've been joking COVID. about that. That yes. really happened? Yes. Fatal head yes. wounds and they yes. called I it just a coronavirus death? Yes. That is crazy. If you die right now, it's a coronavirus death. That's basically how this works. I mean, works. I think they tested him and I'm thinking, why are you wasting your tests on somebody who clearly just died of a fall? I did. I mean, yeah, they are They tested him after he died? I don't, no, I don't think they tested well, that, him. Well, I read I mean, a story about that. the point? They tested what people the after. Yeah, I know. It's just unbelievable. It's the point is to get the numbers up there and scare people. Or do whatever they want to do with the numbers. They can stop it too. They can say that we've That's done true. our job. Yeah. You know, they can do whatever they, China did that, right? China, all of a sudden, no more tests. Right. And, and anybody, probably everybody in the world, you could go to any city. And if you're looking for people who are dying, you're going to go to a city that's near a bioweapons lab. That's another thing. People keep focusing on that. They're the Event 201 thing required 
or include, yeah, it depended on conspiracy theories and anti-government protests in order to justify complete censorship of the media. So what better place to start a conspiracy theory than uh, a city that would be easy to get sick because of its pollution and whatever right near the number one bioweapons lab. That's why it featured in sci-fi books in the past. That's where the Chinese bioweapon lab is. That's why they decided as soon as they start testing for coronavirus in any city in the world, they'll probably find it because it's just a fucking cold. Yeah. And while they are propagating that, what that's the impact that that's having, and we've talked about this a little bit more, it's that China versus America is becoming a narrative that I think is going to last far beyond the coronavirus thing. So then I I strongly encourage people to observe that the only two Centers for Disease Control involved in the Event 201 blueprint planning was China and the U.S. I mean, when people talk about real, real disputes between China and the U.S., I'm saying... I don't know. I mean, I feel like China's going to get everything it wants out of this, an acceleration of Hong Kong. It's going to get zipped into the USMCA, bypassing whatever uh, the resistance we had to TPP. They're going to, I mean, they're going to get what they want. Their president, is it President Xi? Is that how you Xi? say it? Xi? I think it's Xi. He spoke at the G20, not at the G20. Oh, G20, yeah, The yeah. virtual G20, the first mm-hmm. ever, because everything is virtual all the time now. He spoke at it, and he called for international unity in implementing policies and implementing control measures in order to stop the virus. And he spoke in kind of a boastful way, at least when you read it, it comes off that way. I don't know what his tone was. China has taken care of it. We can export the Chinese model around the world, encouraging everybody else to do what they did, which was take extreme control and surveillance measures, mass surveillance. And we're They're doing that. Modeling. And we, they are yeah. modeling. We told we told the, people that a month ago that this was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, the totalitarian. But I mean, that's the thing with the with China is that people are acting like there's a real dispute here, but they are modeling the the wonders of totalitarianism for the rest of the country. And I would ask people to just think about this for a second. When you look at North Korea versus South Korea, when you look at Cuba versus whatever, uh, I don't know. What would be a freak? I'm gonna. I was trying to say like Haiti, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. Like Kansas. none of them are any good. Okay, I don't know. But if you look at, let's just take the Asian countries, North Korea versus South Korea, and they're like, well, North Korea obviously is bad because it's communist. And I might offer, they are subject to sanctions. China is communist, but they were not subject to sanctions. They are in bed with us, so they're they are fascist or whatever. Just observe that they are completely plugged into the world. They benefit from it, and they are going to be a model of the beauty of a, a technocratic totalitarianism. That is what's winning right now is technocratic totalitarianism. Definitely coming out on top. I want to go through you really quick some of the measures that are being taken to enforce these shutdown orders. Speaking of totalitarianism. Around the country. Exactly. California, New York, New Jersey, bunch of fantastic examples of enforcement methods going on. California now is using drones similar to that of China. We talked about the Chinese drones that were following people around saying, hey, why aren't you wearing your mask or you need to go home? (laughs) California now also has drones that are flying around dispersing groups of people. That's their job is to find people who are 
too close to each other or if there's more than 10 people together and the drone is to go over and there's a loudspeaker that have been put on the drones and they are telling people to get away and to do whatever. Drones are also made in China, the ones that the uh, California police bought. I remember once Judge Knapp said, you're you're not paying attention to all the surveillance where they have cameras at every street corner. They can hear you now. He said, but you will freak out when when you're about to cross the street and it says, Monica, hold on now. Hold on. The light's red. So he was telling you, we were all like, oh, come on. That's ridiculous. It's the same thing with CISPA and SOPA, these things that there were going to be laws that it, that um, addressed censorship and surveillance and all that stuff, and we resisted it. But then you throw in terrorism and mass shootings and whatever, and you just kind of accept it as this sideways rulemaking. Same thing with this. I mean, we're not just like, okay, it's just this, it's this black swan policymaking. It's, it's crisis legislation it's just that's what it is that's the only way it's like the way real information or the credible information can only be in a leak or an accidental release of information like an email that was hacked that's the only way anyone's ever going to believe any information now the only way you can get this legislation passed is to create or exploit a crisis and they are absolutely doing it yeah that personal feeling of the fear is what's important it talks about that in the crisis communication stuff that sandman peter sandman the crisis communication guru the stuff that he teaches people they have to feel the fear personally in their lives and those drones flying over people's heads it is very 1984 like they're doing that in new york also the drones did you see that i saw that they're doing police cars are driving through crowds of people not even crowds of people just people two at a time and you can hear a very orwellian like speaker comm system going please make sure you get home and wash your hands Stay six feet away from people at all times. Oh, and they actually probably intentionally do it kind of robo style so that they can plug it in. And the drones, they said it was a little bit controversial when the police department bought the drones in the first place. And they made all kinds of assurances. We will never just use this for surveillance. We'll never use this for any kind of warrantless monitoring, whatever. And now they're just flying over the parks in New York. And they're I'm doing a lot more also. And I tasers ha- attached. Yeah, I have some really interesting methods that they are using to enforce this that I will tell you right after this. Anyone who listens to the show knows that I have an addiction to sports. But with no sports on right now and no games to bet on, I have to get my fix elsewhere, which is why I like to head over to mybookie.com and check out what kind of other action they're offering. And there is one competition still running, and at mybookie, you can bet on it. And that's the presidential election, which is something that I love monitoring, how the political betting market is affected by the news. And you can see that effect in action over at my bookie as President Trump has seen his odds at being reelected fall from 70 percent to 55 percent over his handling of the coronavirus. And with my bookie, for every $140 you bet, you get back 240 when Trump wins a second term. Who says no to that? You can even bet on the next terrorist captured in the MyBookie Donald Trump specials. There are a lot of fun and interesting bets on MyBookie. You can bet on whether or not you think Trump's going to get kicked off Twitter, who the first organization to send someone to Mars will be, and even which movie studio will be the first to produce a coronavirus movie. It's definitely worth checking out. So join now and start winning today. Visit MyBookie.ag, that's MyBookie.ag, and use the promo code BINKLEY, B-I-N-K-L-E-Y, all caps, for a 50% deposit bonus. At MyBookie, you can bet on anything. 
All right, a couple of more extreme measures being used to enforce social distancing around the country. The social distance police is really what it's become, up in New York City anyway. No longer really chasing criminals, running down the bad guys. It's right now we're going around making sure people are standing at least six feet away from each other at all times. Pre-crime is a health regulation. Which I find that interesting because... How are the police officers going to abide by the six-foot rule if they have they're a partner? They're exempted like seatbelts. they gotta, they got to ride in the trunk? They're, they're exempted, I they guess. They should have robot partners. They might. That could be the next. That could be coming up. They broke up a wedding in New Jersey. The police did. Can't get, you, can't get married in New Jersey if you have too many people, if you're too close to each other. And New York City, de Blasio announced that they would be taking down 88 city basketball goals because people keep congregating there to play basketball. These basketball courts in New York City are legendary. They're playground. I mean, they're, it's where some of the chains, you know. Yeah, people flock. You know, like to, the net is made of chains. Right. Yeah, taking them down. I mean, that is that is the culture being removed from the city right there. I think New York. And that's what I think people about. People crazy. What Absolutely. are they going to do for fun? You can't even go. They're going to go hoops. back to to uh, what did they call it when they used to run up to people and punch them in the face? Facebook. Inner city New York. It was just like a thing that you would do. You'd run up to some complete stranger walking down the street and punch him in the face because you had nothing else to do. You mean recently? Well, a couple of years ago. I do remember a game like that, like a Twitter game where they were hitting people. Yeah, I mean, but it this was, was... People died if it was bad. I do believe that happened. I'm just saying, I, I think it's... There is no chance... This, somebody asked me when Kemp had his press conference, somebody, JB... Tweeted at me and said, "What questions would you would you guys ask?" So I said, "I would just ask him what data he was using to make the decisions he's making, and what is the cost benefit analysis? Can we see the facts, the data on the incidence of the disease and uh, vectors and stuff like that, and how they're weighing the costs of the measures he's taking with the benefits, at i.e., the the costs saved." from not spreading virus, if it does spread the virus, you know, I just want to see the analysis. And I would say that this will do more harm than good because every single person in there playing on those courts that have chains are low risk. Absolutely. And that is an escape outlet. That is exercising. Of course. They're, they're, more people will die. If they, you get these guys having nothing to do. They can't even work. They are not just trying to get people to stay away from each other. They're trying to get people not even to go outside for extended periods of time. One of the sheriffs in, this is Sheriff Lightfoot from Chicago, told citizens during a press conference because he's ticked off that people are breaking through, not breaking through, they're breaking these shutdown orders or violating them. He said, you cannot go on long bike rides. Playgrounds are shut down. You must abide by the order. Outside is for a brief respite, not for 5Ks. I can't emphasize enough that we abide by the rules. Is this the mayor, Lori Lightfoot? Yes. Yeah, okay. So she used to, I think, be the police com- commissioner. So, yeah, uh, yeah she's, she's an operative from way back, in my opinion. She's absolutely... And de, de Blasio told people when he was announcing that he was going to be taking down the 80 basketball goals, he told them that their backyard family barbecues would get shut down. We will shut down your back. We are coming for you. We will raid your backyard and we will break up your family. If there are too many of them and you're standing too close to each other in your own backyard. He said that 
See, you kind of like your, my first impulse when I think of New York or L.A. or whatever is like they deserve it because they vote for these awful people. But there's a couple of things wrong with that. One is there's plenty of people in the minority who are not voting for these idiots who kind of have to work. You know, I mean, if you're good at math and your job is a banker, you have to go where the work is. And these super big cities is where the work is. So people are suffering, individuals are suffering from these totalitarian measures in the name of democracy. I mean, you think that you voted for these guys, but no Republican, across, the only guy who's standing up for any semblance of principle is the last man standing, Thomas Massey. And I'll tell you about him in a second. Finish what you were going to say. One more example and then a quote to put a little button on it. In Spain, the police are breaking up orgies that are in violation of the shutdown order an undercover police officer and i'm serious this was the story undercover police see your officer you breaks up an orgy robot, porn every orgy people have nothing more <laughs> to do than a, think about sex headlines. they're at home their their I'm minds are gonna go sex. crazy i'm thinking about the fifth meal i have to make today oh, well other people, <laughs> if you look at the website statistics, are clearly thinking yes, about Yes, everyone's sex. always thinking about sex. I got you. So it's, that, it's like a bifurcation of this, of society. Like the people who are home alone thinking about sex and the people who are thinking about how they're going to get all the people out of their house so they can be home alone and think about sex. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and finally, the police chief in New York, in describing this effort that they're using, says... At this point, this is more about education and getting compliance. It's about explaining to people the dangers involved and that this is a different world. It is certainly a different world. And we it's are about compliance. Into the new normal, self-policing. Yeah, cooperation. It's always, it's always about that. The consent of the governed is required. And who said that? Um, Bast- no, no, it wasn't Bastiat. Bautier. Bautier. Uh, Leboetie, L-E-B-O-E-T-H-I-E. It's a really weird, it's just a very French name. A real young guy wrote this, uh, kind of solidified the philosophy of the consent of the governed is always required. I want to say Adrian Leboetie. But um, he said the consent of the governed was always required, even in like a totalitarian dictatorship that you would not, they would not be able to rule if the people didn't allow it. Etienne de la Boti. La Boti. Very la. El- eloquently said. La. L-A-B-O-E-T-I-E, which of course is the kind of thing you can get at Mises. But okay, so can I tell you this Robert K. Massey thing? Robert K. Massey. He's the guy who wrote Nicholas and Alexandra, the uh, Russian history novel. Robert K. Massey is a great potboiler historian. But Thomas Massey is the congressman from Kentucky who is the last man standing. The three lawmakers from New York, not in this order, who I was had some hope for were, well, in this order, Justin Amash, Thomas Massey, and Rand Paul. Justin Amash, I mean, I'm telling you, they must have slipped him a roofie and gave him like a small boy and took pictures because this guy just freaking 
used to post every constitutional basis for his votes, and it went away. He became independent. He voted for impeachment. I mean, this guy is gonzo. He wants cash handouts at the federal level. I mean, this guy, they are definitely holding his wife in the basement or something. He took a shift. He definitely turned. (laughs) I mean, it's just over. He was perfect, and now he's like a ridiculous waste of space. So I love him to death. I'm sure that he is he is absolutely being I'm just sure his arm is being twisted because it's not even like he's just like, oh well, I changed my mind. He's just gone. He's like Don Lemon now. He might as well be. Yeah, he might as well. And then Rand Paul, obviously they're breaking his ribs, COVIDing him, or he's going along with that. I don't know what his story is, but he you can't really expect him to hold the line. It's really but crazy Tom, about that. Yeah. The way they diagnose people because you can just, when the standard has been set that you might have no symptoms, you won't feel it, and you, you might never know you had it, then you can just say that anybody has it. You know what I mean? And you have to trust them. No. They are saying you might never feel the symptoms, you might never have any external manifestations of the disease, but we tested you, and even though you feel nothing and you feel great, you have COVID. Yeah, because they're demonizing them as carriers, and then they have to stay home yeah. from, for example their job in Congress. So what Massey did was he said, look, this is the biggest bill ever, biggest bill ever. And the constitution says that we have to be here and vote. Like you can't just have a voice vote and assume that there's a quorum, which there isn't. Nobody is showing up. No one will have to own their votes. I didn't hear him say that, but I assume that's what his point was. And he said, I'm going to, if any single Congressman objects to the fact that you're violating protocol, then it has to be adhered to. So all the congressmen are screaming bloody murder. They had to get on planes and go to work and they're at risk. And this guy and Trump is lighting him up on Twitter. This guy's got to get out of town. This Thomas Massey is the best congressman in Congress. He is the, after Amash went by the wayside, He's our only hope. They're calling him a conservative, which conservative is such a tainted expression now. He's as close to a libertarian as you're going to get. He might even call himself a libertarian. And Trump is absolutely after him. And we've talked before. I, I don't know if it's on this show or some an interview I did, but we talked before about those three guys getting, uh, they got to be taken out and they are being targeted one by one. And anyway, by the way, the stimulus bill did pass Congress today. Yeah. Just so you know. And oh, so while I'm on that subject, I should say that we have a few interviews in the can, which sometimes we post, sometimes we don't. But I thought it would be nice since maybe the weekends are times people can catch up or want a little extra listening. Maybe we take some of the interviews we did, like this weekend, for example, we could do the Vetarcast where the two of us went on that great podcast uh, and um, put the first half of it in the regular feed and the second half of it, we can do a little bonus for patrons. Sounds great. What do you think? That works? Maybe tomorrow I think that's fantastic. All right. I know we had talked about Zoom parties also. And before we talk about what you were going to bring up about that, I want to say about Zoom, I've been doing a lot of research on Zoom and the security vulnerabilities and their cavalier attitude towards it and the fact that they were funded by a (laughs) communist-linked Chinese billionaire. And then another Chinese billionaire has kind of a mysterious background is their CEO and founder. And I was looking at other platforms and other recommendations, and there are other platforms out there, but none of them do the exact same type of virtual party thing that Zoom mm-hmm. does, which is everybody's doing it now. Everybody's having a virtual party on Facebook, yeah. everywhere. That's all I'm hearing about now. 
And it's one of these situations where it's like you are obsoleted to the point of you have to comply if you want to participate in society or you just have to not participate in society. And with Zoom, I can see it going this way where if you want to be a part of virtual party. Yeah, you got it. You got to live by this. If you're going to die by the sword, you kind of have to live by the sword. It makes us all a bunch of compromisers. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I recommend I just tweeted an article by Jeff Deitz about don't I think he wrote it for the Hill, actually. He's a big libertarian guy. This is not a good plan. Like, don't don't advocate for the stimulus package. But I would say, I personally say, if they're sending you a check, you're probably a taxpayer. Don't tear it up. But likewise, the Zoom thing. Are you going to just become increasingly irrelevant? I don't know. It's terrible. We're 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 in their grips, and that is that's making me level up as far as how I think about the world and our problem and how to deal with it. Because it is the technological society in the way that it has absolutely centralized control that you must, you must cooperate with. I, I, I mean, I think it may even be too late to organize a revolt because they've got such complete control over communications, which is an essential element for a For propaganda, revolt. for control. Propaganda. Absolutely. With that said, we had discussed potentially doing a, do what? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We have another man. I wanted to do one more story, but keep going. You want to go ahead and hit that story? Uh, Well, I wanted to... I just had a couple of quick hits. I I don't know if we talked about this yesterday, that unemployment was at three point... Last week, 3.3 million almost people claimed unemployment, and the previous record, all-time record, was under 700,000. Wow. And on top of that, Bill Gates, of course, comes out and says, oh, this we're not doing enough. Like, this state-by-state state thing is not enough. Oh, my god! We gosh. need to do... Shut it all down. Shut it all down. And then the G20 got together, like you were saying, and they said, oh, we're going to collectively put together a $5 trillion package. Of course, half of that is coming from us. And when Massey tried to at least force people to own their votes... Mitt Romney, of all people, Mitt Romney had the audacity, and Trump quoted him on it, to call Massey a mass hole. <laughs> and you know Mitt Romney is from Massachusetts, which is where what mass hole really comes from. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know, because I know a lot. I have a lot of family who lives in Massachusetts, and boy, like five minutes on the road or in any kind of political conversation, and mass hole just, you spontaneously invent the term. Yeah. So that's all. I just those are some quick hits I had for you. But yeah, Zoom party. Are we going to do that? I was against using Zoom to do a Zoom party, so I've been on a search for an alternative that is more secure and also allows you to do the same type of party features. I've yet to been able to find one that would be all inclusive. There's some that if you're on one platform or on another, you can use them. So that's what made me think about how these systems being set up, you either have to use them cautiously or you have to not participate in society so i am open to doing a zoom party i will mock that we are doing a zoom party during it if we do it but i hate to see it capitulate binkley as i hate to capitulate but if i'm going to capitulate i'm going to be a little sarcastic about the fact that i'm capitulating (laughs) in the process so if people are open they want to do a zoom party we are considering doing that potentially in a week or so. Yeah, maybe we could aim for next Friday. So we still right now are just doing basic subscriptions on Patreon. So we're kind of just any kind of extra stuff we're just going to throw into the patron hopper. 
but eventually we'll be able to guarantee more <clears throat> premium content. But for now, we're just trying to figure it out. So let's start with that. Absolutely. Uh, okay, let's let's wrap this up, and then I've got some lots of good stuff for the patron fifteen, and uh, let's get to it. All right, you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or on your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want more Drive Time News Blast, you can get that by becoming a Propaganda Report patron, where for just 5 bucks a month or between 16 and 17 cents a day, you will get access to a minimum of 15 minutes of commercial-free extra content for every weekday show that we record. We will also soon be adding new rewards to our other tiers as well. So to become a patron, go to patreon.com backslash propaganda report or click on the orange Patreon button in the show notes. If you're already a patron, stay tuned for more Drive Time News Blast. Stay safe, keep your hands clean, and remember guys, don't drink the Clorox. <laughs>